This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 34. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one exclusively accessed minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. 
And somehow we have convinced uh, Jeff Kanata to join us again for another day. Uh, well, Jeff- <laughs> I'm mid steady cam. I can't. I can't get out of the the same shots. I can't bail on the same shots. Exactly. You got to stick with us. In, yeah. in between the shows, I was looking up the McConkey Uvra, and he yes. is the steady cams to the stars. Is what he is. He, is he? Is he, he? He really oh, is. Yeah. We'll talk about it at the as we get to the end of this, so we can get yeah. him his uh. due. Yeah, but Can't so wait. so this minute starts with Karen and Henry emerging from the kitchen to the to the to the lobby of the Copacabana, and it ends with Henry letting out a relaxed sigh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we we have traversed the kitchen, and now we go through a door, and we see people waiting in line in the Copacabana, and Henry and Karen just walk right by them. The maitre d drops those other bastards like they don't even exist. Yeah, it's very nice of them to just stay. Pressed up against that wall, though. Mm-hmm. Very polite. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the maitre d', the maitre d' is Anthony Polamini. Pol- sorry, uh, that's interesting. And and he actually was the maitre d' at the Copa oh. in the '60s. And uh, Scorsese found him, and he's basically playing himself. I like it. At this point, we're really seeing Marty like uh, like whenever they need somebody. Like, can, we, can we just get the actual guy? Yeah. Is he any yeah. going around? Let's just do it's, that. It's the it's the authenticness of it. Yeah. Also, it's it, easier. Yeah, exactly. He know he knows the lay of the land and knows what he's doing. But yeah, Wait, we got a he, bunch of felons. He, Can we get some felons to play those felons? This 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 is <laughs> this is Marty. this is actually the second actor who is performing in the restaurant that he actually worked in as a young as his younger self. <laughs> so uh, that, that that's a thing that happens. That is the thing. <laughs> um, and it's funny because the maitre d then beckons for another person named Anthony, and my note here was. Is it effective to use the name Anthony just as a first name in this area? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking. Yeah, you, you're, someone's bound to respond. Just say Anthony and someone's bound to, to get you what you need. At least eight people would be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anthony. 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 So, um, so do we see, the, you notice behind the maitre d', the cigarette girl? Yeah, you don't see like, those anymore. Yeah, within the like little French, the French, French maid costume made. with the hair yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so the so the major D greets Henry and Karen, and then immediately uh, calls over Anthony to to help seat seat them. And the steady cam shot continues as we follow the waiter. We now move from Karen and Henry. The subject now is the waiter and the table, which is being glided through the club and placed literally right in the middle of the front. Well, again, bringing up that question, how come he's getting this treatment? Yeah. Is right. he is he the Well, that's what so she asks. Thing, so yeah. this is a whole lot of questions that came up for me. Okay, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of questions to get so we dive in. Yeah. Did they know he was coming? Because if not, my guess is no because because the maitre d sounds surprised. Then how did they get Henry. the table so fast and have the spot for it? Well, and let's let's leave a table hole in case anybody shows up. It's a big hole. Uh, that we, I need, mean, we need to put a table in well, for them. F- further, where does the little lamp plug in? I also have that question. Yes. <laughs> oh. I love they, that little plastic lamp. How is it plugged in? How does it not it's kill? Battery somebody? powered, guys. No, there's, there's there's a wire running through it. Wire. Is it running? Is it running through the whole club? I don't know. It's just very strange. Do they have little plugs on the floor? <laughs> I don't know because they're dead Maybe center. They're so. not near a wall outlet. <laughs> I don't know, this seems like a fire hazard to me. That's probably why the place keeps closing down. Um, we had alluded to this, but I look at this at this point in all of those extras, and it, I don't know that there is that many extras. I don't know if they kept it tight so that it felt like there was a lot, but it feels like there are hundreds of people and hundreds of moving pieces. Yeah. And I, I just thought this is such, this is such an a, a, a accomplishment. And and I think of how yeah. many little things could have gone wrong, and and like you said, they they sorted this out pretty quickly. But you know, thinking of uh, thinking about making it work and, and sort of running it, and at that point, 
running film, having all that crew. Think about how much money they were spending, you know, every second that that yeah. that, that they're getting on this, and it, it gives me agita. That's what I'm getting at. It just well, it stresses me out. <laughs> well, Jeff, you you have a, you you are an experienced actor. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine have you have you been in any large crowd scenes like this? Yeah, I mean nothing like this. Well, no, nothing, yes, but but I mean, but like, like a kind of a scenario where you're kind of you know like what what is the mindset of the actor in this kind? Of, if you were in this scene, if you're at one of these tables behind Henry and Karen, what would you be doing? Uh, well, you try not to screw it up, right? There, <laughs> there's there's the uh, the the thing that I always think about is the people that are off camera now. Like they they the people in the kitchen had to walk. There's a dude. There's the second AD is like wrangling all yep. of the extras and trying to tell people, give them their paths to walk. And there's a guy who had to walk past Leota, you know, in, in, in one particular place yep. and then he's done. And now he's just standing there in the kitchen waiting for them to say, go back to one, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody has their little paths. This is, and, this uh, is rare though, because this is one of the things we're going back to one is like a half a mile away. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's a, it's so, so precise, the timing of like, in order to get people to cross in front of the camera at the mm-hmm. right moment and and pass in front of you know Ray Liotta and and not have to interrupt them like there's gonna, there's people off camera going okay you go now you go now you go that it it, it really is like a dance it's like when, something your grandfather would do when Ron. you talk about the fact that they blocked <laughs> nice. this in a in a half a day that's what makes it even more but that blew my mind yeah yeah because this looks it's, like the kind of thing that you you should be planning this for weeks yeah. well I'm sure there was. Tons of pre-production. Sure, I'm sure it was. They visited the location without, you know, without any actors, without anybody, and they planned it all out meticulously. And then when they got down there on the day, it made things go much quicker. Yeah, but even if they had to block it, just to when the people were there, and just be like, "You do this," you, you know. In, yeah. <laughs> well, well, to to go back to go to go back to that to refer to uh, our good friend uh, Larry McConkey uh, in an interview with Filmmaker Magazine about this shot. Uh, he kind of he pulls the curtain back. And uh, he explains that uh, that they uh, they they did the first walkthrough in the late afternoon, and uh, basically he says, um, you know, they 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 what they did was they said, okay, we're gonna walk, we're gonna follow them. We walked across the street, we went down the stairs, we went around the corner, down a long hallway, and he says, uh, you know, he says, now Marty might have thought we were gonna have a voiceover over the shot, but I was kind of looking at my watch and thinking, this is already the worst case of shoe leather in the history of cinema. There's no way this will ever work. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is like such he was a like, it's going to get cut up. Yep. And, and then he said, so then he says, finally, we get into the club and there's some dialogue and some action. But I'm thinking the first two minutes, this shot are going to be awful. There's no way they'll ever use it. They're going to cut it to hell. Marty wow. looked at me for my reaction to the rehearsal. And I said, yeah, sure. And he said, OK, I'll be back in a couple hours. Now, wow. now, now, Jeff, I'm, I know that you have seen this. But Ron, like you ever met you ever met a crew guy? <laughs> what do you mean? A guy on a film crew or a TV crew. Oh, yeah, the union guy. But they're guys who, yeah. like, they're super uh, uh, competent. They're very skilled. But they could not give less of a shit. Right. Yeah. And that that is so perfect to me. Because, like, and it's the same thing if you read about, like, Star Wars. Like, all the crew guys there, all the, you know, they were British crew guys. But they were like, this is this is terrible. Right. Like, this show's going to be terrible. And it's the same thing. Like, there's a reason they're crew guys and not director. McConkie, he can operate one hell of a steady cam. Right. right, you know, but but he just like he just didn't have the vision or whatever, and maybe no one did. But I that's that's very typical of my experience with those guys, which is really funny. If yeah, you look I through it, like right. McConkey did, he did a lot of um, documentary and music stuff as well as movies. Yeah, so he did Rattle and Hum. He did uh, the Imagine John Lennon show uh, that 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 movie. He did 
Casualties of War, Ghostbusters Two, my cousin my cousin Vinny, Jacob's Ladder, Goodfellas, yeah. Miller's Crossing, right after Mo Better Blues with Spike Lee, uh, the Freshman. He <laughs> he did a lot of gangster based stuff in that in the nineteen ninety. He did yeah. the Freshman with Brando. Uh, I mean, he, it goes it literally goes on and on. And he did Silence of the Lambs. Wow. He did Hoffa. <laughs> Wow. Well, well, yeah. going back to the scene, um, so Marty left after they blocked it, and while he was gone, he worked with the first director to tweak it a little bit, and specifically within the club. And he said when they came back and they showed the tweak to Marty, he, uh, Scorsese said, you know, no, 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 no. He says, you don't understand. The table – you know that we see whisk through the thing he said the table should fly at the camera and fill the frame he said when i was a kid i came to a club like this and it was incredible to me incredible to me the thing i most remember was the way a table would appear out of nowhere huh so there there's there's your inspiration well, for he, for he, the whole thing you he know captured that cuz i yes. felt it absolutely Absol- well, i guess this i guess that does support your point that i think you made last week uh that it's kind of dreamlike it is yeah. it is it, it's almost this little kid's remembrance of seeing some fancy person walk into a club. It's it's yeah. like everything parted. It's like you know, parting of the Red Sea. Everything falls into place, and then the magical table arrives, and it, the magical light lights up, and it doesn't need to be plugged in any more specific. It's all just magic. Yeah, and 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 Connor's made this observation in previous episodes, where how much of this is really what it was like, or how much of this is the romanticized memory of Henry and Karen. Yeah, which is which is may as well yeah. be reality at that point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, interesting. So, going going back to the scene, uh, my my kind of observations is I feel bad for the people who had front row seats, <laughs> who yeah. who now no longer, but they immediately welcome Henry and and show well, their respect. You know, they maybe they to. should have thought of that when they decided not to be in the mob. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he sits down, and <laughs> and nice the reversal. maitre the maitre d points out that he gets a bottle of wine from uh, from Mister Tony across the way. Again, very <laughs> fast. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't have even if he'd had time to. If he saw him coming down the aisle, yeah, and he said, right. "I need a bottle of champagne for them," right? I mean, the waiter would have had to been holding it. And how is Mister Tomatoes? <laughs> just Mr. give them, just give them that champagne right there that's on our table yeah. already. Just give them that one. And how yeah. did Mister Tony see them come in and say, oh, "I want to buy them that"? Like not not only having the champagne on hand, but to have the other guest buy it for the you know, like that that transaction would have to occur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of nonverbal stuff that you get at that point. Yeah. Nods, or, yeah, like yeah. you know, and and everybody knows what that means, which I don't yeah. know if happens in real life, but in the movies it always does, and that's good. Yeah, my thought was that it is unpleasant to sit that close to a horn section. <laughs> <laughs> Horns are very loud. They are it's true. Very, yeah, very <laughs> that does not make for a nice, nice wonton soup. Uh, so how you feeling tonight? What I said? How are you feeling tonight? <laughs> That's why Henry Youngman was deaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, Henry goes over and, and shakes hands with all the guys. Yep. And there's one last guy that Henry doesn't look at or shake his hand. And he stares him down the entire time as yep. they're sitting down. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yep. is awesome. That dude's awesome. He's just like, all right, buddy. Uh, you're not going to shake my hand. It's cool. <laughs> you're not a made guy. I know you can't be. You're half Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Mick bastard. That's, that's oh, what he would have thought and then as they sit down Henry does his like uh, and he's just trying to play cool like what this isn't normal yep. for you yep and and, <laughs> Ka- and the thing is Karen is wide eyed throughout all this like yeah. when she she's absolutely and, and tomorrow we'll talk about her reaction to all this but but she is it is clear that he is trying to be Mr. Big Shot and be Mr. Cool but she is definitely impressed on some level so. oh yeah mm-hmm. definitely I mean how could you not be yeah. I watch this and I wonder to myself if Scorsese goes back and watches this 
what does he see? Does he see mistakes, mm. things that we would never notice? Does Leota like look at it and does he remember? Oh, we had to do this so many times. Like I, 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 I always wondered, like, because it to, uh, to me, it is perfect. Yeah, I know. You know, watching it like this, which I have never done. I've never, I've never really watched this scene over and over outside the context of watching the entire movie, and you know, getting ready to do this show with you guys, watching the the scene meticulously like this. You, you kind of hope for some fun mistakes to be able to point out. Like if you see in the back corner, you'll notice that the, there right. aren't any. No, yeah, there aren't any. You want to see Stormtrooper crash his head and you don't. Yeah. yeah. There's no boom. There's no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. looking for lights because I was watching where they were coming from. And while you can see there is lighting that would not be there, which we talked about a little bit, like there's no hint of it being a real thing. And it's much right. less obvious than even like there was a scene a little ways back where they're sitting in the car outside the, what's the place? The, the Tiki Bar. Yeah, the, the bamboo lounge. lounge. The bamboo lounge, thank you. You know, and, and the light on them is like, that's clearly coming from somewhere inside the car that shouldn't be. But like, this is so, it's all so perfect. Like, yeah. it it, it really, it appears yeah. completely flawless. And it really, when I watch it, I, I, for some reason, I just assume they got it on the first try. I was like, it just looks like they just got it. And we're like, no, we're good, let's go. Like, yeah. it feels like that, uh, which yeah. is which is something. It's like that, I don't know if you guys saw the, the you know, the first season of True Detective, that famous mm-hmm. episode where they had the long tracking shot which supposedly they got in two. You know, they did it twice, and they, would, they were done. It was the um, second season? Sorry. No, it was, just, it was the first season. <laughs> Don't you remember that big, long... There was, there was no second season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, I agree with you. I, I like to think that they didn't do this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing that's so amazing, too, is that it's one shot, but every element is beautiful. Like, it, it's beautifully yeah. lit. It's beautifully composed. Like, where we end up is this great shot that if you just saw that as a static cut-to shot, it would be amazing cinematography. Like, everything is composed perfectly. And we just, when we land there, it, it's amazing. And it yeah. makes you feel exactly like they're trying to make you feel. Yep. Yeah, yeah like, like as wide-eyed as Karen is. Yeah. And, and this Ooh. is after we've seen it. Like, every time you watch it, it gets more impressive. Yeah, I think really that's what's really great about it. So, uh, speaking of wide-eyed, now is probably a good time to get a little, get to know Jeff a little more. Um, so, Jeff, do, do you remember the first time you saw Goodfellas? You know, I wish I did. I wish I had a specific memory of it, yeah. but I know it it wasn't in theaters uh, right. because I was too young. But uh, I suspect that it was in college because I went to college and got really into film and so and. That was – I'm going to age myself here. But uh, <laughs> when, when I went to college, DVDs just started happening. And I remember my, my college roommate and friend got one of the first DVD players. And there was – in my college town, I went to UC Santa Barbara. And in Santa Barbara, there was a video rental store, guys. Remember those? Ooh, remember yes, video I do. rental stores? Yeah. I do. Yeah. And they had – they were one of the first in, in the area that did DVDs. And they had a shelf, one shelf that had every DVD that had come out to that point. And, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. With this. And it was like Terminator 2 was the first DVD. And then like every single week, a new series of DVDs would come out, but it would only be like three or four. And so we'd go in and we would just see every new DVD. And, and they started doing sort of just the best mo- the movies that deserve that format that most. That nerds would buy. Exactly. And Goodfellas was one of the first, and we I remember watching it in my dorm room. Uh, I don't know if that's the first time I saw it. It may have been, but I specifically remember watching it on DVD in my dorm room on a, on a smallish television. Do but you in remember the standard 20-inch college TV? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah it was something TV, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was in Letterbox, right? We yeah. saw it was the oh, first wow. time 
you yeah, know, because yeah, it was DVD, right? So we were able to watch it like full widescreen as it's meant to be. And, uh, and we were, you know, we were, I was an acting student. My friend uh, who had the DVD player was a film studies major. Like we were absorbing the great films of mm-hmm. that, of our, you know, of, of the, that we had missed of our lives. Yeah. And I remember just being like, this is amazing well now also if i remember correctly and maybe i don't know how how much detail you remember about that memory but the i bought a dvd player in 1999 right after graduating college i I, it was an old jvc one disc tray and it was maybe about four inches high like it was a super and one of the first dvds i bought was this movie and it was a double-sided dvd flip it right you had to flip it yep like a a laser disc yeah yes and it was i was so mad at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it interrupted the magic you know so yeah Later on Gangs of New York, you had to switch the disc. Oh, the worst! They couldn't. They couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Well, same thing with Lord, what's Lord, funny Lord, is that he said, Lord of he the said too. Yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah." He said uh, he dated himself with it. And I was just like, "We had VHS." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you had the right VHS the version, you had it was pan and scan, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that was, I saw yeah. pan and scan for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, pan and scan. I haven't heard that term in like 15 years. Isn't it crazy that we grew up? And it was people didn't want black bars on the top and bottom of their yeah. movies. Like yeah. people actively didn't want that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, oh, I can't imagine any other way. Yeah. When so so, so how would you how would you classify uh, your your opinion and affection for this movie? Is it in? Your- oh, it's yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those for me. It's one of those that I've seen a dozen times or more. It's one of those that it it never doesn't seem like a good idea to watch Goodfellas, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, that's, it's definitely in, in that pantheon of movies for me that I can always watch, have watched a bunch of times, and always yields new interesting insights, which is why it's so fun to step through it minute by minute because I've certainly never done that before. Well, yeah, well, very few people have. I think, <laughs> I think very few people are. <laughs> Just, you know, like obsessive shut-ins. <laughs> check, check. Yeah. Well, it's interesting uh, because I feel like everybody we know is like that with this movie, and then I feel like maybe we're just being selective about the people we know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, the, the best people. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. <sighs> there was no. Sorry. Cool. Well, you know, it's it's funny too because I, you know, I'm doing the slash film cast and we review movies and even this year with Black Mass, you know, Black Mass yes. came out. Yeah. Any kind of gangster film that's that's about a large period of time, you're going to compare. To Goodfellas, and Goodfellas is going to win every time. Every no time, no one, no one has bested this movie. No one has bested it for for the rise and fall story. It is still the best gangster rise and fall story ever made. I, I totally agree. I mean, like we we talked early on about how when you talk about the mafia movies, it's always kind of the Godfather and Goodfellas, and they're two. They, these movies couldn't be any more different. Right. And I feel as if the Godfather. Unlike The Godfather, The Goodfellas has been oft intimidated, off um, imitated, yeah, right. and no one has been able to. Not even Marty has been able to recreate it. I feel yeah. like uh, the difference between them is that Goodfellas is a modern movie, and Godfe- Godfather is a classic movie. Like it's yeah. almost like the split between in cinema that happens is that Goodfellas still feels fresh, like it, a lot of fast cutting, it moves around. You know, Godfather yeah. feels more like. Like an like an older movie, and I don't even mean like a '70s movie, like a '40s movie. Like it it it's a it's a classic style of movie as opposed to you know the frenetic uh, yeah. thing that is Goodfellas that everybody's still trying to do and make faster and faster. But as you said, nobody's beat it, and that's a very good point. Marty hasn't beat it. Yeah, cool. Well, any other observations about Goodfellas, Jeff? 
Uh, yeah, it's 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 a wonderful piece of cinema, and it's one of those that it draws you in. You know, you look at these characters, and you can be reviled by them. You can be put off by the things that they do, but you like them. Yeah. You and that this these minutes that I've been on the show for are evidence as to why. Like these are likable people who get in over their head, but they. I think that's a that's a key to the, why this movie works is right. that it, these characters are really great characters, and you're rooting for them even though they're vile, horrible people. Yeah, so, I mean it's a yeah. classic tragedy, right? Yeah. It's 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 going to end badly, and we know that, but we still are kind of hoping it won't. Right. Well, well put, excellent. Well, I think that about wraps up minute number thirty four. Appreciate it. So Jeff, uh, can you see us through the finish line here for tomorrow? We hang Heck out. Yeah. All Let's right. Do it. Excellent. So, uh, so tomorrow we'll be talking about minute number thirty five. Until then, uh, you can go check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Min and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. Um, we also want to take a moment to thank everyone who supported the show by going to GoodfellasMinute.com/support or Patreon.com/gfm. Uh, you all are awesome and keep the podcast running. Um, Jeff is also a fa- you're we have concerns is Patreon supported, right? You know, indeed so, it is. Yeah. yeah, so that wonderful community, and uh, I believe several of our patrons are actually we have concerns patrons as well too. Awesome. So yeah, yeah good, good people, good people indeed. So uh, if you have any questions or concerns or I don't know concerns, I don't know if you need help, <laughs> e- email us at contact at goodfellowsminute.com. <laughs> you're like a if vocabulary you're shut in and you need help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and if you like comic books, be sure to check out our sister site ifanboy.com for our weekly podcast over there. So until tomorrow. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. I'm Jeff. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.